BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. By Geek Vibes Nation. I'm your host, Nick Smith, and joining me tonight is Joel Jimenez. What up, Joel? What up, Nick? I'm ready to do this. Uh, yeah, man, me too. I'm fucking excited. We've had a whole week of NBA action to recap, and we haven't done a show since the season started. So, like, it's unadulterated tonight. Like, we got all of these uh, various teams, players, uh, games to discuss. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Jawan may be joining us later. I'm not sure. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll roll with the punches on that. Um, speaking of rolling with the punches, though, uh, Rajon Rondo and CP3, man. Like, holy shit. That was surprising. Yep. This early in the season, like, right. dude. Game one. It would, <laughs> Say what now? <laughs> I said game one. Well, opening night for the Lakers, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, right? opening night for the for the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, opening night at at uh, Staples. Anyway, um, right. But yeah, right. man, like, yeah, their first home game. Um, right. Dude, that was fucking crazy. So, like, I'm sure everybody like knows all the ins and outs. But just to recap, um, so I guess like I've I've watched it a couple times, and I like mm-hmm. I guess. Ingram was kind of pissed because Harden kind of, like, went at him, like, really hard, um, you know, on his yeah. way to the basket. Um, and right. I, I, I I, don't know, man. I'm just, like, as far as that particular thing is concerned, I'm like, Ingram, you, you need to fucking, like, you need to get oh, over man. that, dude. Like, yeah, yeah you're, being a, you're being a little reactionary um, as far as that's concerned. Um, but so he gives Harden a nice shove. Um, and then, you know, Harden's obviously like, what the fuck? Like, what, what the hell is that for? Uh, and then, you know, some, some words get exchanged, ref steps in, Ingram walks up, like he's about to start throwing punches and kind of even, it looks almost like he's directing it at the ref. But I think I, I like looking back and watching it a couple of times, I, I think that was more of just he was already in a mindset and the ref had stepped in between he and Harden. Um, I don't think he was really directing that as a, at the ref. 
Um, it kind of reminds me, like, I, I, I was always a very, like, um, controlled player, but, like, I could lose my temper sometimes, but I would never, like, mm-hmm. say anything to a ref or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But there were a couple mm-hmm. times where I was, like, like visibly um, and audibly frustrated, and I got teed up a couple times. And it wasn't for, like, saying anything to another player or to a ref. It was just being, like, like son of a bitch, you know, like shouting something like that. Um, and I got right. teed up a couple times. It kind of had that kind of feel. Like, his, his anger was very much directed at heart and it had nothing to do with the ref. The ref was just there. Um, right. But, uh, but so, anyway, I think people are kind of blowing that a little out of proportion as far as um, – animosity directed towards the ref. I, I didn't see it that way. Um, but uh, as we know from there, basically he gets removed from the situation, and then all of a sudden, because of the Zapruder film, uh, a.k.a., well, uh, quote-unquote Zapruder film, essentially we we got to see from that one particular angle that Rondo did indeed Ever so slyly, like his mouth doesn't even fucking move. Um, it's like my uncle yeah. Jimmy spitting dip, man. Like just, yeah, low key and like spit. just, yeah, very low key spit. And uh, so like, yeah, boom. Uh, and you can see, like, you can see the saliva flying through the air uh, in in that in that slow mo shot, and definitely mm-hmm. spits on him. Um, I, you know, I've heard a lot of people. Uh, so th- I guess. I, I kind of have a different take on the Brandon Ingram thing as, as far as a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I've also heard a lot of people saying they don't know if Rondo intended to do it. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, he definitely <laughs> intended to do it, bro. Like, there is no doubt in my mind. Like, that it's is... Mouth. Yeah, it that, was, that is, didn't that is a dip spit. I don't know if like people <laughs> just who aren't from the south don't know what a dip spit looks like. That is a dip spit, bro. Like that is exactly what that looks like. Like that's spitting with your teeth. That's what that's called. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, definitely, definitely intended to spit on Chris Paul. And you know what's crazy? Like I want to know what Chris Paul said to him. Like because you know he didn't yep. just spit at Chris Paul for no reason. Like, Chris Paul said yeah. something, and Rondo was like, oh, yeah, like, and spit on him. And then from there, so, like, Rondo's catching all this flack because it's like, oh, you're going to spit on me. Like, that, that, like that's fighting, like, for lack of a better yeah. phrase, those, that's fighting words, you know. But, like, maybe maybe CB3 threw out the fighting words. And so he was like, I'm just going to, like, slyly spit on you, get you to make the first move, and then open up a can of whoop-ass, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, I don't know. Did, Regardless, yeah, yeah, exactly. Regardless, you should he never spit him. on anybody. Um, that, I no. mean, that goes without no. saying. That's, like, that's where, like, you can't, like, spitting on somebody is far worse than anything you could say to somebody, I, I feel like, um, or anything mm-hmm. that you would say to somebody at the very least. Uh, and yeah, man, like that, you know, when that happened and then, you know, CP3 kind of puts the finger and then balls it into a fist and kind of pushes his head. And then Rondo was just like, jab, son, like, boom, got him. CP3, there was, uh, at first I didn't feel like CP3 really landed anything, but there was another angle that showed he got a couple of okay punches in there too. Um, yeah. one little uppercut, uh, you know, on the second punch. Um, obviously, 
They split it up after that. Just what were your thoughts on this whole fucking shit show? Well, I didn't catch it initially. Like I remember, I caught I like the it. aftermath of it. Yeah. Uh, and I went, like when Jawan texted, like asking us if we saw it. Like I just finished like seeing like a recap of it on on NBA TV. I was like, what the hell just happened? Uh, <laughs> and it, I'm like, holy! Sh-. And they, uh, I think the thing that caught me off guard is they connect was actual face thrown and connected. I was like, oh shit! This shit got it got yeah, real real quick. Never see that anymore. Yeah, uh, it was crazy. And then uh, Jawan was, uh, you know, talking about like uh, someone like uh, Chris saying that um, Rajon spit on him. And I'm like, I didn't see him spit. I, I mean, it didn't look like he spit from the all, all eyes. I didn't either. You know, yeah. you couldn't tell. You couldn't tell from our angle. Like from the outside angle, it's hard to tell. You could see uh, from that angle, uh, like Chris wiped his face, but who knows, right? I mean, people spit when they talk. So it could have been anything. So in my in my opinion, you could always say, oh, he didn't do it on purpose. But from the angle we saw, it looked like he did it on purpose. <laughs> More like he uh, definitely like did it on purpose. So yeah. I could see why. And then and after that, Chris put his finger in his face. Now that's disrespectful too. But that was his reaction to getting spit on. So right. it was both really disrespectful. Instead of spitting back, he put his finger in his face, and then Rajon connected on a punch. And then it was like, all right, punch, 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 and then the separation. And then you got Ingram coming out of nowhere swinging. Uh yeah. So and Ingram, you know, the one that started it. I don't know why he was getting all upset. Something happened there, and he got up in the in the ref face like he was gonna hit the ref. I mean, you better chill. You gotta get ejected. But she probably would have gotten right. ejected if it didn't escalate. Um, I mean, they all got ejected anyway. But I mean, like, I mean, in regard to just him being ejected, he probably would have just got ejected yeah. regardless, just for getting teed up. Yeah, just for the oh, shot get out. and then the the aggressive posture. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he would have yeah. easily got ejected anyway, but um, it escalated from there after, you know, CP3 and, and Rondo got into it. But, yeah, that shit got ugly real quick. Um, not a good look. Uh, they're vets. Uh, apparently, they have a history. Uh, Rondo's talking shit right now. I mean, I know, uh, I think Big Baby Davis is talking shit saying that uh, CP, I was teammates with both of them, and CP3 ain't a good teammate, stuff like that. So, yeah, there's some stuff being thrown around right now. Uh, I think well, there was a, uh, a, a something from Rondo saying that uh, everyone thinks uh, Chris is a good guy, but he ain't a good teammate, you know. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of shade being thrown right now. Uh, at least now we know there's going to be a Houston LA rivalry the rest of the year. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so this is going to be it's, at least they, they created a narrative for the rest of the year to be intrigued to watch. And yeah, um, yikes. So yeah, it was fun. I mean, it was, I mean, not fun. It was kind of sad, but at the same time. Because you never want to see anybody get suspended and shit or hurt or whatever, but um, it was inter- it was inter- entertaining. I'll say that much. But hopefully everything can yeah. resolve itself and they can control themselves next time they play each other. Yeah, like let, let's hope we see. And and let's let's not well let's not overlook. First of all, the game was fantastic. Like that was a great yeah, fucking basketball good, game. Too. So like that definitely helped add to the I guess the lore, if you will, of the game. But yeah, let's let's hope that we can like keep the good games going. But like you know, we don't we don't need to see like that again per se. Uh, but I do love a good scrap. I do love a good NBA scrap, and I was I was very excited to see it. Um, I have two questions yeah. for you before we move on. Um, the first one being uh, LeBron really didn't involve himself in this very much at all. Yeah. Like obviously. He's got his new team, his new teammates, uh, and obviously CP3 is 
like one of his closest friends. Um, did true. you? Did, I mean, I, I, it, I think it's funny because I don't know if you remember this, but there was like a, a squabble last season uh, that like they, they crucified Lonzo Ball for like looking back at it and then just continuing to walk off the court. Um, and there's not right. like a shot of LeBron doing that, but it was very similar um, in the sense of like he was like, oh, I'm, not, I'm not fucking like I'm not getting involved with this, you know, what have you. Well, he. Um, Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he, I think he was the one who ended up grabbing CP3 uh, at the end right. of it. Um, but mm-hmm. nevertheless, like, I, I just wonder if, if, uh, like, did that, did that come off in any certain light to you other than, you know, LeBron just being a vet and, you know, basically being like, I'm trying to just split up a fight. Like, I don't, you know. Um, but did, did, yeah. do, do you well, read anything you know, in, into that more than what, you know, essentially what we saw? No, I don't. I mean, I, he's, he is the king of basketball right now. So, And, you know, he's a smart guy. And he saw his boy getting swinged up, swung at and his teammate fighting his boy. So it's kind of awkward position for LeBron to be in. It's not just uh, Very. the opponent. That, that's one of his closest friends. And, of course, his a point guard that he helped recruit brings to, you know, the Lakers. So it is one of those things where it's kind of awkward. You're stuck in the middle of two guys that don't like each other, but, you know, you're close to both of them, and you're like, oh, shit. Uh, but he did pull help pull Chris off of him. Uh, I'm surprised P.J. Tucker didn't get involved and start swinging at people. But, no, he helped Chris off, really pull, pull Chris off, too. Uh, yeah, I know some people took uh, some – they kind of – some people were kind of upset that LeBron – <laughs> kind of took uh, Chris Paul to the side, like, but like, and that's the like, that's your opponent, but he did. He kind of settled him down to, you know, he said, yo, 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 chill, 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 and but I mean that's the right thing to do, honestly. You pull them apart, it really is. Keep them from fighting each other. Yeah, you're not gonna go swing at at Chris, <laughs> like that's your boy. You no, know? no, no, no. You know, you got to be smart about it too. And plus, he's he's a man. You can't be just you can't you got to think about the right the other games. You can't think about yourself. That's selfish. You know what I mean? So. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't think he did anything wrong, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I pretty much agree. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I thought it was the the Lonzo thing was a little more um, damnable, if you will, just because it was it Come was kind of nonchalant yeah. and like, it really um, like was. no involvement. Um, but mm-hmm. I do think even that was overhyped. Um, but nevertheless, I mean, I, I ultimately agree with you. I mean, I think. He basically was like, "All right, let me let me grab my dude and get get him away. Try to split this thing up, and um, you know, like I mean, that's that's ultimately what you want um, to have happen. Uh, well, uh, kind of. I mean, there there is a part of me that would have liked for them to have had like maybe ten more seconds to like just start, you know, really duke it out before they got split up. Because uh, mm-hmm. I." I because, like, I don't know, like, who would you take? Who would you take in a one-on-one of Rondo versus versus uh, CP3? I have CP3? No I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. You would take It'd CP3? <laughs> no, I said I have no idea. I don't know, man. Yeah, no, dude, Rondo's I have reach, no idea. Because, you know? yeah, Rondo's got that reach. So, like, yeah. it's like, oh, I don't know. Like, it's, well, it's both very, very, yeah, I mean, they're both scrappy. Obviously, like, Rondo's got the reach. Uh, CP3 I think has like the like weight. better like muscle mass yeah like right. um, like a little weight. more of like a pit bull if you will um, mm-hmm. 
So yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, but like you know, both of I don't know. I think um, I think I would probably take Rondo just because like I feel like reach is and reach is important, man. Like it is important. I mean, if, fight, if, if, is. if you got yeah, if you got four to six inches on somebody as far as reach is concerned, like that, that's 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 tough. It's very tough to overcome. So um, but uh, but yeah, like I I. I, I got to be honest. I, I would have just liked to have seen um, just a little bit more. Um, as far as my second question, I totally forgot about it because we were geeking out on the, the LeBron angle <laughs> so much. <laughs> so uh, obviously it wasn't that important. Uh, but anyway, um, so yeah, that that was a very interesting scene that took place in LA, and uh, I agree with you. It's going to be very fun uh, to watch these games, at least for the rest of this season. If not throughout this season and next season. Uh, but anyway, we have Jawan on the line. Jawan, what's up, oh, man? Juwan. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, nothing much, brother. Um, I CP3 versus Rondo. What's your take on all that? Um, I I don't know. All I'm saying is this, this Lakers team looks like it's trying to find its identity. Uh, rather early, um, I I say whenever you're you're in a culture to where guys feel free to do what they did, um, I always put it on the coaching. Um, I felt as though uh, Carl. Shit, I take Nuggets, Central. You're going after Luke Walton for this? I'm going after <laughs> Luke Walton. I felt Juan like always Denver, goes for the coach first. I always go for the coach. <laughs> yeah, unless Denver it's the went, Raptors. Um, <laughs> unless it's the Raptors. Yeah, it's only the only time. Yeah, only time it's um, no, but when Denver went crazy against the Knicks in that huge fight, uh, you had obviously you obviously could tell Carl lost the respect of Carmelo and Jr. Um, like those guys were just like, <laughs> all right, like I have no fear of repercussions. Like I'm just I'm going wild. Um, and I kind of feel like like I don't recall Rondo doing anything like this under Doc Rivers. Um, I don't even really recall Rondo getting into huge fights like this. Um, Ingram, obviously something snapped in Ingram. Like, that, that is, that's not on Walton whatsoever. <laughs> Seems like Ingram just has maybe a screw or two loose. Um, but, yeah, I've, just, I've never seen Rondo react like that. I mean, I've seen Rondo get chippy and cause guys to do that, but I've never seen him do that. Um, I, I think Walton, in order for this team to have success in the long run, he can't be the head coach. He just he cannot be the head Whoa. coach. He does not seem I as think, though uh, he you're is gonna, the guy You're going to have to wait run. a year at least. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm not saying Luke can't get along with LeBron. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm not even saying Luke is the reason they're losing. I am saying you have a guy that's around the same age as majority of your veterans. Um, I, I don't think – that guy Veterans who are all on to... one-year deals who may not be right, there now. Right, right. but yeah, I don't right. think the Lakers are going to get younger. I think they're going to look to get more veterans. Um, maybe not keep the ones that they have, but they're definitely not looking – like, they're not telling LeBron, like, look, man, if we don't make the playoffs, we're just going to try to strike gold in the, in the draft. Like, LeBron's not hearing that. Um, right. I think this team is primed to be able to fight for the playoffs, if not make that eighth seed. Um, it just I, I don't know if Luke is the guy to lead them to that goal. Um, watching these first three games have been pretty rough, but that Houston game, that it seemed like they were starting to possibly get momentum, um, and then Ingram just went wild. Like, those are some things that, like, as a coach, 
you have to kind of have a handle on. A uh, better example I can give is, Joe, you remember when um, Odell went crazy against Carolina? Like everyone mm-hmm. said, that was that was a coaching issue. Like you put him back on the field for him to continue that behavior. Like you as the coach have to be able to get him under wraps so he understands, like, you've got to calm down. You're costing the team at this point. Um, and it just, like, Coughlin just wasn't the guy to be able to do that. Um, and, and I just feel wow. like Luke just isn't going to be that guy. Management long-term. didn't help. No, management was horrible. <laughs> I think anything that was their fault. <laughs> yeah, management was why it was so hard on Coughlin. Um, so I, I don't disagree with that. But uh, I really thought this organization from Magic down, um, just like you just wouldn't see things like this out of this Lakers team. Like I thought other guys angry enough to try to fight them, but I never thought the Lakers would be the ones starting the the fights, let alone fist fights. Um, so I, my my take on it is just uh, I think Ingram should have gotten eight to ten games. I think the NBA went super soft on his uh, on his punishment um, mm-hmm. after Four seeing games. that Ron. Four games is, is ridiculous, especially when you're trying to show that the culture of the NBA is different. Like, like forget about the Nuggets Knicks. Forget about Ron Artesti. Like, forget about all those super violent games. We are trying to avoid <laughs> all of that. Um, so for Ingram to start it and then to run from half court <laughs> to try to Superman yeah. punch. Uh, <laughs> Started it and almost finished it. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. Just like you have to, you have to make sure that guys understand that that is not oh, allowed boy. in today's game. So to tell someone like, "Hey, man, you're just missing four games. Like it's 82 games in a season." So to some guys, yeah. like, okay, cool. Like it's not like football, to where if like they tell you you miss four games, that's a bulk of your season. Like that's like, oh my god. So it's like, to me, I felt as though 8 to 10 games so guys understand, like, if you want to start fights and throw fists, 8 to 10 games is where I'm starting. But I'm willing to go more depending on how often you do this. Um, so I yeah, I mean, 8 games, larger punishment. Like, like you said, even 8 games would only be 10% of the season. So, right. like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm happy that they, like, they didn't get levied huge suspensions because I like I just don't like I I want to see these yeah. guys play obviously like and and yeah, that's yeah. selfish of me like I like but if if you ask me do I think the penalty fit the crime I would lean towards no I would I would agree with you I would say at least five games for Ingram um, but I would lean more towards eight I think eight would be a fair number. Um, like given like what you said, like shoves a dude, like even though I you know just got through saying like I, I don't think his animosity was was directed at the ref. Um, think the ref just kind of got in the way. Nevertheless, I mean he's still like he got real like up close and personal with a referee. And then like you said, the cherry on top was him flying back in throwing a fucking haymaker. It's like dude, he fucked up three times and he got. Four games, that's uh, like I feel like you should at least get. Probably, you should probably at least get like two games per fuck up <laughs> on that one. Um, like, so yeah, like six to eight games is, is probably what I would say. And that was going to be my other question to you, uh, Joel. So thanks, Juwan, uh, for bringing that up. Um, do you do you agree with the the suspensions? Because like basically, I, I 
I, I kind of feel like, yeah, they all got off light. I'm happy that they didn't get, like, get levied, like, huge suspensions because, like I said, I want to see them play. And um, side note, uh, both CP3 and Brandon Ingram are on my fantasy team. So, like, I'm already hurting enough with them <laughs> out their respective games. I don't need them to be out any more games. Um, but uh, but nevertheless, uh, did you think that uh, the suspensions levied were – um, fair, or do you think they were a little light on this? No, they were definitely light. Uh, I, but like you, selfishly, I'm okay with it just because I never like to see guys out for too long. Uh, I like seeing full strength teams. Um, it always sucks to watch right. a team that you know is playing half ass, not half ass, but not at full strength. So like, I don't know. I just, I just never like seeing a team playing without all their, with all their players. So. Um, so yeah, for a long period of time it would have sucked, but you know, probably would have been the right thing to do, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, we got a soft penalty for all of them and I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm of the same mindset. And by the way, uh, Jawan, like, why are you trying to bring up the giants? Like for like a minute and a half of this podcast, man, come on now. Like I, I, I'm, I'm kind of inclined to like tell you tell you about what happened last night, bro. <laughs> last night was you, you, really the, the Falcons barely escaping that 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 night. <laughs> hey, hey, we'll take it. Any any W we can get at this point. We 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 got like twelve injuries. Like any any W yeah. we can like well, get. Well, look. Get. I tell you yeah. this, Nick. The Giants are one more loss away from guys just randomly throwing punches out of frustration. Also, so yeah. the Giants are getting <laughs> could be a, could be against the Falcons. Yeah. Could have been against. I would, the I would, <laughs> I would pay, I would pay good money to see Eli Manning try to throw a punch against anybody in the league because he'd get his ass <laughs> and it would be hilarious. <laughs> He's always um, on the floor anyway. The, no the only need for that. The, like Eli Manning is I I don't want to get too sidetracked, but Eli Manning is the most winningest like shitty quarterback of all time. Like he <laughs> has somehow illustriously won two Super Bowls and like he's got to be yeah, right. the worst two sur- Super Bowl winning quarterback ever. Like I don't I can't he's think soft. of it's like as far as he's the center is concerned. What's crazy about Eli is, like, if someone, like, didn't really keep up with football and saw him play a game and was like, oh, man, he's horrible, and then you follow that up with, by the way, did you know he had two Super Bowl rings? The person would be like, no way. That's impossible. <laughs> like, he was, Super Bowl he was MVP. Was, he was on the bench, right? <laughs> like, he was, he was, like, riding the coattails of, like, you know, he, he like Aaron Rodgers was on the Giants at some point, right? Like, no. No, no Eli no, was, no, like, the leader of that Rogers. fucking team. <laughs> Before he got one too many concussions, and now, like, you know, when he throws a pass, you're just crossing your fingers. It's not an interception. Punch drunk, bro. Punch drunk. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what? It, it would be like if Sam Bradford had won two, uh, two Super Bowls. Like, that's that's pretty much the equivalent <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we got to move on. Um, let's get into our next topic. We're going to be talking about our most impressive feats of the season. We're going to be talking about our most impressive teams, our most impressive players, and our most impressive rookies. So we're all going to pick somebody, and we'll, we'll discuss each of those picks. Uh, we'll start with teams. Um, I want to go first for rookies. 
uh, I, I might be playing my, my card here. Uh, but so I'll go second or third for, for players. Uh, does anybody uh, or, or teams, does anybody want to go, uh, at, like, want to take dibs on uh, most impressive team to go first? No. All right. Well, Joel, you're going. <laughs> Damn it. We're talking about teams. All right, Jawan, Jawan, you're going. <laughs> All right, cool. So we're talking most impressive uh, rookies right now? No, we're talking most impressive teams. Rookies is last. Oh, teams. Teams. I'm going first oh, okay. for that gotcha, shit, gotcha, dude. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Uh-huh. All right, I'm ready. Uh, I just had to make sure what we were doing. All right, cool. Um, so for most impressive team so far, uh, even though it's only three or four games, I'm going the yeah. Denver Nuggets. Um, yeah. <clears throat> they, have, they have looked – they are ready. Um, obviously, I'm not talking to win a championship. I'm just talking to actually compete at a super high level. Like, I think this Finally make the playoffs. Expectations, right. I think this year is when people are going to start putting, like, hardcore expectations on the, the Denver Nuggets. Like, there's no more – just give them time. Let them let them gel. Let them figure. Like no no no. They look good to where people are going to start if this continues uh, to place expectations on this team. Um, you know you got what is it, Jokic? Is that his name? Did I get it right? Jokic. 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 Uh, I, I knew it was something. Um, Jokic. We'll go there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he has man. Has he looked like a monster? Um, oh yeah. If he keeps on pace with this. He'll definitely be an all-star this year. Uh, I think that's that's definite. Um, the, the teams looked really well. That game against the Warriors was a game, like, I was watching that game like, man, Warriors are going to come back and beat this team, and I'm going to be really upset like, the Nuggets had this game. And for them to pull that game out um, against a Golden State team that you can say was not taking it seriously or whatever, um, like, they, they don't get that pass anymore. They they don't get the pass of, oh, well, it's the Warriors. They didn't really take it serious. No, no, no. They got to play hard every night because the West is starting to, to get a lot better um, than it has been. And let's not sleep on the fact that Golden State always faces teams whose best players or one of their best players is out with an injury. So I yeah, think this tough. year, if yeah. the entire West, especially, like, the really good teams can stay fully healthy, Golden State's going to have a really tough team, especially if this is one of the teams that they have to go through. So my most impressive team so far is the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, and and not to mention, like, just to follow up on on Golden State and the in the gauntlet that is the West. Um, like, it, it took everything they had to get by Utah. Um, that was probably that's probably was my favorite game to watch thus far this season because um, that was a hell of a game. Um, the outcome was disappointing for me, but uh, but that was man, that was that was something to watch. Um, but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give you a second on this one, Joel. Uh, most impressive team through week one of the season. Uh, I was I was leaning towards Other than the Nuggets. Yeah. yeah, I was leaning yeah, towards Denver myself, so I. That's fine. Yeah, I, I mean, there are other teams I could choose. Um, I, 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 I will say I've been impressed with the, with the, the Pelicans. <laughs> it's only been yeah. what two games, <laughs> but um, they killed it. They left their first two games. Like, yeah. Can they keep it up? I don't know. I do not know at all if they can keep it up. Um, but it's I wish them luck in doing. It is my dark horse. They have looked good. They, they, uh, 
better than I expected coming out the gate because I thought they'd struggle a little bit, um, as you expect. But they, they switched up the lineups with Ani. They put uh, the Miritich in there still next to, like last year with, with Anthony Davis. They took the hot hand. The, the lineup that worked last year, and they kind of just replaced one player, which is Rondo with, with, uh, with Peyton. Uh, and like I said, like I, I like Peyton. Peyton played well. Man, he did. He had a triple-double his first game of the season. Yes. So, like, I can't hate on the kid. I and mean, They put up points. They, they can score. They're really just six deep, unfortunately, and I think that is going to be an issue for them down the line. They have tried yeah. to make moves to, to increase the roster. Like, they brought in Wesley Johnson towards the end of the, the preseason. Uh, they picked up Tim Frazier off of waivers, who they used to have back in the day. So, like, mm-hmm. can they in, in, implement them later? Possibly. But as of right now, they're really just six deep, but they're good. Those six guys are really good. It's, it's just a matter of they're going to get – I look, this is what I thought last year too, though. See, when I, when DeMarcus Cousins went down, I'm like, well, they're completely fucked because they're really just two or three deep. <laughs> and this year I'm like, oh, they're six deep. So I keep complaining about their depth, but they somehow managed to work it out. So I'm not going to try to sleep on that part of it. So if they can keep it up, I, I hope they do because they are the team I expect to make the playoffs. So – Hey, I'm really happy. This is AD's year to break out. I think this is his chance to go for the MVP, and they're off to a good start. But it is just two games, so who knows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is it is totally AD's year. Um, like, I mean, he he looks like the best player in the league thus far this season. Um, and like Nikola Mirotic, man, he is yeah, man. averaging through only two games, but he is averaging yeah, 33 yeah. points. Nine point five rebounds, two point five assists, and five point five threes uh, in those two games. Uh, like, dude, like savage, sick, and he, he he's shooting like six hundred, uh, like sixty uh, percent too from the field, um, right. like roughly. So like, he's dude, not been the same like, person since he got punched last year when he was in Chicago. He came back a different man. <laughs> yes, he came back he a totally different man. Yeah, he got humbled, and he got after it, and he has been great. In fact, he probably single-handedly cost the Bulls, like, four spots in the draft. (laughs) By himself. Yeah, by himself. Luckily uh, for them, he he did get them uh, an additional pick, Uh, so there was that. But, like – but, yeah, man, like, dude, he he has looked great. I think he's – he really is like a perfect complement to Anthony Davis. Like if they just mm-hmm. had like a really decent, like or slightly better than decent, like reliable wing player, um, like just somebody who could get you, um, who could hit some open shots, like like a Robert Covington. If they had a Robert Covington on their team, um, hell yeah, like that, that did, right? Like wouldn't that be like obviously like I'm not. Spitting out trades because like that's Philly, the one Philly. thing they but that's really what need. they need. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Like a Robert Covington, a Mo Harkless, um, yeah, a Ken Bazemore, something like yep. something along those exactly. lines. That three like three and D exactly. Who can who can like fill out that lineup? It's something they don't have to give up um, an arm and a leg for because at this Correct. point, you know, I threw out the I threw out you know Joel, I threw out that trade for Jimmy Butler um, at the beginning of the right. season, and it was involving Miritich. And, like, at this point, like, two games into the season, I'm like, nah, I am, I am, fuck that. I ain't trading Miritich. Like, <laughs> he just means too much, dude. Like, he means way yeah. too much to, 
Anthony Davis's play, the fact that he can spread mm-hmm. the floor, um, and, and yeah. just like he's they complement each other well. They do, man. Like they complement each other now way better Randall. than AD and Boogie. Like, and not yep. to say like that their team is better or that obviously he's not nearly as talented as Boogie Cousins, but no, like he is a better fit. quote unquote complement. Yes, fit wise, like absolutely, he's he's definitely better. Um, so uh, so yeah, um, I, I totally uh, I'm totally on board with both the teams y'all picked. Um, I am going to go. With the Toronto Raptors, four and zero, four and zero to start the season. They got a big win against Boston. Uh, they beat Washington mm-hmm. and Charlotte. Uh, they they uh, started out the season by beating Cleveland, but you know that's that's uh, not surprising. Um, not a but man, <laughs> yeah. But dude, they look good. They look really fucking they good. Do. Lowry they is do. like playing. Probably the best basketball I have ever seen him play, um, which is crazy because, you know, I kind of figured he would come into the season playing like like a little cold, um, just because of uh, the situation with obviously the DeRozan trade and them being so tight and all of that. But like, man, he's looked great. Um, Kawhi looks like he's starting to get back into um, like essentially like all-star status. He doesn't look like he's getting back to elite status yet, but he looks like he's on the way back to, um, you know, being, being all-star status, uh, Kawhi Leonard. Um, and then just the other intangible pieces that this team has, I mean, they, they were able to secure and keep most of their depth in that trade. Um, they've just looked really, really good. Um, switching it up with Ibaka playing some center and Valanchunas also, you know, like obviously getting the bulk of the other minutes at center, um, but playing with their tinkering with their lineup, um, uh, Ananobi, uh, I, I'm sure is is primed to take kind of a an additional step uh, this season. Uh, and mm-hmm. and you know, Danny Green, uh, it, it it looks like he uh, is is. You know, gonna gonna be a, a just a, a reliable contributor. He's not gonna be anything fantastic, but he's he's gonna be a reliable contributor to this team. Hit some open shots when you need him to play a little bit of defense. Um, and yeah, man, they look really really good. Uh, I I would say they probably only have like one really impressive win, and that's Boston. You could argue Washington, um, but uh, but yeah. They look really good. Lowry looks good. Uh, the team looks like they're 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 gelling faster than I expected them to, um, yeah. and I'm really excited, man. I think Toronto could. Uh, this might be their year. I mean, they don't have to go against LeBron anymore, and they like if if Kawhi continues to progress and gets you know back to the player that he was two years ago, um, they're undoubtedly a better team. So it's do or die. Uh, I'm for them, excited, in man. my opinion. What's that for me? It's, it's do or die for them, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, they have they they have no assurance that you know Kawhi's going to stay. So this, they have to absolutely. make noise. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They 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 absolutely do. And I mean, I think I think there is at least the potential that this this could be their year. 
I, I would not bet on them. <laughs> Let me make that clear. Uh, I, I would, <laughs> if you're asking me who's going to win between the Raptors and Celtics in a seven game series, I'm still taking the Celtics. Like there's, there's no way I'm, I'm betting against Brad Stevens, Kyrie, Jason Tatum, uh, and, and that bunch. But nevertheless, like I would say, you know, this, this team, this, this Raptors team, uh, has the depth, they have the talent, they look primed and ready, and they've gotten off to a fucking amazing start uh, to uh, to begin the season. Um, by the way, uh, Juwan, I just wanted to ask you, um, uh, Kyle Lowry is currently ranked second in Yahoo Fantasy. Um, is this is this a deep state conspiracy? Uh, or is, is is Kyle Lowry just miraculously gotten off to uh, a, a good start to start the season, and he's going to tail off as the season goes on in a drastic fashion? Uh, I mean, I don't think he'll drop off tremendously. Uh, he's having a really great start. Looks like that team is just really good right now. Um, it's, with Kyle Lowry, to me, I hold him to higher standards. So it's can you keep this? come playoffs. Um, no, I mean, that's that's always my biggest issue with him. I, I never thought he was an all-star. want to keep the higher standards? Yeah, well, my high standards are, are for him that he always flakes come playoffs. Uh, he's the guy that's going to make the regular season look like, up. Oh, they're ready. And then playoffs, it's like, alright, this can't be the same Kyle Lowry. Like, obviously, as a twin, he like, stole all of his year. talent. Um, so, I, listen, this could be the the time to where I'm like, all right, Lola, I I can't de- I can't deny it. The guy's doing great, but it's three four games in. I'm not gonna go too crazy about it. Um, my biggest thing for him is to see if he maintains it. I won't say all season because it's hard for some of the greats to do it all season. My biggest thing for Kyle Lowry is for him to just build some kind of consistency. So if his numbers drop a little bit, um, but he stays on that high level, that's fine. Um, but my biggest thing with him is, can he help Kawhi come playoff time? Like you said, there's no LeBron, but <laughs> we'll see if that if that uh, if that is better for them, or if that puts more expectations on them that it looks like sometimes they can't uh, they can't rise above. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, and like whenever we do podcasts and we talk about Kyle Lowry, you always like bring like very fair arguments to the table and then when we discuss Kyle Lowry in our messages uh, you always say the most outlandish fucking shit and I'm well, always hoping always, to like, get that on the podcast they always, they always Why would you say that? I learned I learned that when you're doing podcasts and stuff like that like you can't seem overly biased so what I don't want is for people to go Juwan will never watch a Raptors game and be unbiased so I keep it between us. Juwan, my both Joel and myself know you'll never watch a Raptors game and be unbiased. Oh, true, but the audience doesn't need to know that. Thank you. Well, they don't the now. doesn't need to know that. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. Hey, man, I try to always be fair on air. Hey, I will say this. Yeah, okay. Lowry, Lowry was not the reason they got swept last season. Um, no. The reason no. they got swept last season was definitely DeMar DeRozan. Um, yeah. and, and the bench uh, flaked too. The bench just collapsed. The they were bench, really good all year, yes. and then they didn't. They came up short. 
They came that, up short. That hurt too. But Kyle Lowry was was very consistent in just about every single game. I don't think he had a bad game. I think his worst game was like he had fourteen the points. Game. Um, but but he still shot fifty percent. Like he only took six shots that game. He shot three of six yeah. and then hit some free throws. So like, I mean, he he was efficient at the very least throughout the you know the whole time. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, I, I was trying, I, I've been trying to preach that to you, Jawan, but you just, I, I, I think Jawan's response to it was like, all right, well, if you're shooting 50% and you're so efficient, like, why don't you fucking take over a fucking basketball game then Kyle Lowry? <laughs> like, why can't you take over? Your, your fucking boy, DeMar DeRozan ain't doing shit. Why don't you fucking take over? You're supposed to be He's one of the biggest stars bar. on this team. <laughs> I'm sorry, pretty bar. sure that's exactly... That was exactly Joan's retort to uh to that um uh uh, uh whatever. Uh but anyway, uh let's move let's move on. Uh I wanna get to most impressive player thus far this season. Uh since we started with you, Jawan, for uh team, I'm gonna kick it to you, Joel. Who is the most impressive player uh to you thus far this season? That's a very, very good question. Um, shoot, I really have been impressed with Meritage. <laughs> we just talked about. Him. Yeah. I don't really want to go. I just I didn't expect him to go off to as strong a start, but because we talked about Meritage uh, already a, a whole bunch, I, I'll move on to I guess Kemba Walker. Uh, I'll go second. I've been impressed. Because I did not expect him to come out in a tear like this. Charlotte even looks decent. Right. I'm not. I'm not saying I trust them. But they look decent, and he's been a really big reason why. Uh, Kemba yeah. Walker has uh, started he's out averaging thirty-three tear. points, three point five boards, five point three assists to start the season. Like exactly, man, man, mind you, a monster. Yeah. Right, and, and, yeah. and Charlotte looks pretty decent. Uh, they they did not have a good couple years. I I thought, I thought they were good. I thought they'd be good, and they just keep disappointing me. So I'm like, I'm not gonna fall for it again. Not gonna do it. But they have looked good. I'll give them credit um, for their sanity. I, I mean, I guess I, I hope them. I wish them the best. Um, but I, I got to see if they can do it the whole season. You know, right now they are praying strong. Kemba Walker is a big part of that. So right now he is the guy I've been the most impressed with thus far, uh, aside from of course Nikola Mitic. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I that one kind of took me by surprise, but I totally agree with you, man. Like. Um, he is the only reason that team is at all competitive. Um, and he has carried them and he has looked great doing it. And like, yes, they're, they're, you know, two and two thus far. Um, but you know, they, they, they're, the East is wide open uh, when it comes to like, you know, seven and eight, maybe even six, seven and eight. Um, Mm-hmm. He could definitely get that team as high as a six seed, I would imagine. Um, and barring injury, maybe higher. But you know, realistically, without any sort of major injuries, I would say a six seed. And you know, if you get in, like, say you get into a, a six seed battle with, you know, a team like Indiana or a team like Philly um, or even Milwaukee, like, there, I mean, Washington, there's. There's possibility Washington, uh, Washington ain't gonna be a three seed. Fuck that. <laughs> ain't no way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying like you, if they make the, if Charlotte makes a six seed and and has to play a three seed and say, uh, say it's one of those teams that I mentioned, um, 
but like, yeah, I mean, if you if you growing up against one of those teams, like if you can make a six seed, um, I think there's at least a chance that you you can win a first round series against those teams. You, if you're looking at seven and eight, and you're having to play Toronto or Boston, that makes your fucking odds go way fucking down. Um, and I mean, I, I I don't I don't get even give you a chance um, at that point. So. Um, so, I mean, that's definitely what Charlotte needs to be shooting for is that six seed and then a little bit of luck and, and, you know, what have you to, to make it. Because if they're like, yes, they can always, I, I mean, Kimba really seems to like Charlotte and all that and they can throw the most money at him and be, be damn sure that like they, they would throw a five-year max at Kimba Walker. Like I, I, have no doubt in my mind that they would do that. Um, right. But nevertheless, like, there, there still may be plenty of scenarios where Kimba's like, man, I really, really want to play my prime for a winning team, you know, and there's enough teams out there who are going to have cap space. The one that really comes to mind, like, right off the top of my head is the Phoenix Suns because they, they look good um, as far as a young team is concerned thus far. Um, so, you know, that, that's, that's going to be what they, what they really need in order to, uh, entice him to, to try and stay. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to jump in here. My, uh, most impressive player through the first week of, of, uh, play Nikola Jokic, uh, you gave him a little shout yes. out in, in your, uh, yes. in your Denver pick, uh, Jawan. Nikola Jokic almost had a perfect fucking game, dude. And he had a triple-double in that game. He shot 100% from, uh, from, field, from field goal range, uh, made three threes, had 35 points, 12 boards, 11 assists, uh, four steals and a block, no turnovers. He missed one fucking free throw. One fucking free throw. Um, like you know, essentially prevented him from getting that, that absolutely perfect game. Um, but, dude, that's about the best stat line you can have. Uh, like, like, I can't remember a better stat line than that in recent memory um, from anybody. Uh, this, this guy is just fucking insanely good. The way he can pass the ball, like his, his court vision is crazy. He's averaging 7.3 assists thus far this season. Um, I honestly think, you know, we, we uh, obviously uh, ever, ever since Westbrook got averaged the triple double throughout the season, there's been a lot of talk about what, who, like what other players, who else could, could average a triple double. I think Jokic right. could do it. I really do. I think he could get 10 assists a game. The way that they run the offense through him, um, if you if you just had like a little better like more reliable shooters like imagine if a guy like Jokic instead of having Paul Millsap um, like you know in Paul Mill I love Paul Millsap I mean, he used he used to play for the Hawks he was our best player for years yeah. I, I love the guy but he's washed man um, he's he's injury ridden <laughs> last year I mean he is man he just he's not the player that he used to be. He, it, no, I won't. Well, I won't say he's washed he in the same way that, like, yeah, in the same way that like Mel is washed. Like, it's not. It's not on that level. Um, <laughs> right. But, but nevertheless, like, he's he's definitely not in his prime anymore. 
Um, so, uh, like, if, if you could swap somebody out, uh, like, say, if you could put Miritich on his squad, like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, somebody who could hit some, some spot-up threes and shit. I honestly think um, – I think they should just start looking at, at, at you know, maybe starting Trey Lyles or Juan Hernan Gomez. Like, give one of those guys a chance to, to start and, and play some big minutes because um, that's your future. Um, there's no way you're going to pick up Paul Millsap's $30 million team option next season. So, um, I mean, I just, I just don't see that in the card, yeah. but, uh, but nevertheless, um, like he could definitely do it. He, he, he's like just one of the, and, and that's crazy considering he's a center. Um, like it, 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 it really, it really is just, it's baffling how well-rounded his game is. Uh, if he could only play defense, he would be the best player in the league. Like, he really would. Um, that really is the one he, thing you're lacking. <laughs> he can't play a lick of defense, man. Like, and, it's, and and I don't think it's, – it's not that he's, like, not – like it, it's not that he's um doesn't have, like, a, a reasonably good basketball mind. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he he's – offensively, he's incredible. He's just not that athletic, man. There's only so much right. you can do when you're, like, that big – and that slow, <laughs> and like the fact that he's as good as he is is remarkable, and that has to do with basketball IQ. I mean, I think he does have yep. a high basketball IQ. It's just skill. It's just, yeah, it's just skill, and he is totally maximizing every amount of skill that he has. And dude, he's just—he's been—he—he he just has been and is so much fun to watch, and I can't wait. Like this—this this Denver team is going to be a lot of fun. I yeah. uh I thought that um you know Charles Barkley picked them to be the third seed um in the in the Western Crazy. Conference this season. And yeah, and and like I think I had him at 7, I think. Um which you know, I thought was respectable. Like I was like, yeah, it'd be you know, about a 7 yeah, seed. Like they're definitely going to make the playoffs this season. Um yeah, that's what I had. Honestly, they probably should have made it last season. Um, but, yeah, I had the last know. year. I didn't work out. I was a year behind. I can't, yeah, I can't remember if I had them last year or not. I I, I don't remember who all I had. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I I definitely I, I think they're definitely going to make the playoffs. And and I don't think it's ridiculous um, for them to to make a third seed just because the West is such a gauntlet and there's so many games that can go any amount of different ways. Um, it's just like last season, like the, the the numbers separating the third seed from you know the the what ninth seed uh, was so marginal, uh, like three or four maybe five games separating three and nine, and then everybody in in the middle of that. And I think we're seeing already this season, and we're going to continue to see. We got an extra team in that because Houston has taken a step back, and a lot of these other teams have taken a step forward. And so I think you're going to see Houston in the middle of this pack. So I think two through like 10 are, it's all a toss up and any of those teams could file in any particular um, spot. And I I definitely think it's not, it's it's not crazy. Free for all, baby. Yeah. And I love it. Um, If only, you know, certain someone hadn't gone to, you know, a 73 win team 
and we could really <laughs> see some competition. Uh, it would be great. Um, but anyway, uh, what, what are your thoughts, Juwan, on, uh, on me picking Jokic uh, as the uh, standout so far? I love it. Uh, like I said, this year he not only could he could also he could also aim for MVP depending on uh, where this team stays. Um, and I think they're super talented, and he is obviously the workhorse. Um, so what Denver is going to have to do is make sure they don't make him too much of a workhorse. Um, yeah, we, right. saw that, we saw that become a problem with DeMarcus, um, that they were making him uh, too much of a workhorse in uh, in New Orleans that, that year, and it slowly took a toll on him, and then boom. Uh, so you got to kind of make sure that he has a reliable number two. Um, and I watch that Denver team. They play as a team, um, but he's obviously the standout. So I don't know who I would say is his ultimate number two, like a guy that if he's off could just fill in for him. Uh, Barton they don't is that. the closest thing they have. Oh, no, I, would say Barton, I, guess, sometimes. I would say Barton. My only issue with him is um, I, I, I can't, I can't <laughs> confidently – well, yeah, yeah, right. But, um, no, I mean, I, I don't think there's anyone on that team that's a consistent, reliable number two for him. Um, so that's just my only concern. Um, but, look, I mean, you can use the guy like a workhorse in at work. Uh, so hopefully it does for him because, like I said, there's big expectations coming his way uh, for not only All-Star this year, but um, possible MVP. I mean, his numbers show. So, yeah, I, I completely agree with you for uh, for him. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, all that and more. I, I like that you snuck in that he could be an MVP candidate. You're right. And I hadn't even thought about that. Like, um, But, I mean, he could. Like, if, if Denver finishes, like, with the second or third seed in the West, um, going through that gauntlet, and, you know, um, you know, they come out with, say, like, 57 to 60 wins, and – like he's clearly their best player, um, and you know, I mean, if he averages, you know, twenty five, twelve and eight, you know, or something crazy like that throughout the season, um, you know, gets gets at least respectable defensive numbers. Yeah, I mean, he, he he's definitely going to be a candidate if that if all of that aligns. Um, and now, is, is that going to be enough to overcome a guy like Anthony Davis? I doubt it. But that doesn't like just because he doesn't win it. Like just before the season started, I don't think very many people were even talking about him as a candidate for it. So the fact that he's come no. out and played a season like he is at, and like, and he could he could very easily um, like just completely annihilate Anthony Davis as far as field goal percentage because. Um, like Davis takes a lot of mid-range shots and like he makes a lot of mid-range shots. So like rightfully so. Um, but like Jokic, um, he, he's just, a, he's a slightly better shooter than Anthony Davis. Um, and takes, doesn't, doesn't take as many contested shots either. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I could see him having a, you know, five to 10% higher field goal percentage. Now I still don't think that would be enough to beat Anthony Davis because I just think, his defensive numbers are going to 
um, just be so drastically better than anything Jokic could ever imagine doing. Um, so, I mean, I think that's going to hurt him. But nevertheless, and, you know, if New Orleans can't stay healthy and their depth comes into play, they slip down to like a 7, 8, 9 seed, um, you know, then it might take Anthony Davis out of the equation. So, a um, lot of factors there. Uh, Joel, uh, just quickly, um, any, anything you want to add about the uh, Jokic conversation before we move on? No, I would, I, I, you guys said a lot of what I, would, I was thinking. Uh, he's, he's definitely a, a guy in consideration for uh, if he keeps it up, an MVP conversation. I could, see, I could definitely see it happening. I mean, I'm just looking at it in the Nuggets are not even healthy yet. And I think and they just lost Barton again for like another month or so. So it's like, yeah, as long sucks. as they stay healthy, it does suck. You know, they, it's just, it just sucks. They just can't seem to stay healthy. Like they still don't have Isaiah Thomas back. We don't know what's right. going to happen with Michael Porter Jr. If he's going to play this year. So, I mean, if I they can get hundred percent healthy. Uh, yeah. So it's like, I, I, I it, it could be a scary team if they could stay healthy, but we don't know if they can do that yet. And they, <laughs> Still, I, and they still have like seven power forwards. Like I don't know that what's their sure. obsession with their favorite with power tradition. forwards. They they <laughs> traded two of them, and they still somehow have seven. Like Fareed's not there yeah, anymore, and Darrell Arthur's not there Tyler anymore. Tyler Lydon, what the fuck? They is drafted that? Lydon last I'll season. I'll never. They drafted. Never they drafted that Porter draft this season, um, and he's he's more of a of a combo three four. But but nevertheless, I mean, and so is Leiden really. But Leiden more of a stretch yeah. more than anything else. Can't defend enough to really. Yeah, he can't defend. Can't defend true three. Um, but like nevertheless, like yeah, they're so fucking loaded at the power forward position. Um, by the way, sure. I'm gonna throw this out uh, just really quickly before we move on. Um, potential potential midseason trade if Millsap. Uh, year just never picks up uh, if he gets banged up or anything. Um, I think a, an interesting trade for them uh, could be um, trading Millsap and Isaiah Thomas for Jeremy Lin and Kent Bazemore. Um, essentially, the Hawks <laughs> would be getting off of Bazemore's contract. No draft picks, uh, just getting off of Bazemore's contract. But Jeremy Lin has been playing very well off the bench for the Hawks thus far this season. Um, I think he would, at, at the very least, be a little bit more reliable as, as long as he can prove he stays healthy throughout you know, the first half of the season. Um, and they really need another wing player, man. They, they do not need seven power forwards. They need a wing who can fucking help them out and add to their depth because after Gary Harris and Will Barton, they ain't got a whole lot to speak of. So, um, yeah, like they could nobody use, known. Right, yeah. exactly. I mean, I, I I know Hernan Gomez can play three. Um, yeah, he does he, play a lot of the three now. Yeah, well, and that's just, I think, out of necessity more than anything else. But, it's true. Yeah, it's true. But I think you would rather you would rather be able to play him half and half. Like, you would, I would rather not have to play him all the time as a three like they kind of are doing right now. Um, right. So, right, right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I think that could be an interesting uh, um, potential trade. I mean, I definitely think it would make them better. Um, like I said, if if Millsap just kind of ends up having the same kind of season he had last year, which we'll we'll just see how all that plays out. But uh, but anyway, uh, Dewan, uh let's hear your pick for uh, most um, impressive. 
player thus far this season. Okay, so I originally had a bias pick, and I had no. Um, yeah, I had a super bias pick, um, and then I floated between two guys. So I'm stuck between these two guys, Nick. I can't choose. Um, so I'm stuck between Blake Griffin on the undefeated Ooh. Pistons and yes. Devin Booker. <laughs> Both have been putting up really, really good numbers. And again, we're doing Hell so yeah, far. We're not doing for the year. Um, <laughs> putting up monster numbers. Only reason I give the edge to Blake is because the the win percentage <laughs> is more in their favor than it is Phoenix. But to be fair to Phoenix, uh, two of the, the three teams that they played so far is Golden State and the Nuggets that we were just um, giving all, right. that, all that praise to. So, I mean, right. and, you know, the team is still relatively young. So, um, you know, but Devin is putting up insane numbers. Uh, and so is Blake Griffin. Um, so, I mean, I can't ignore that. Dwayne Casey looks like he's building a culture there. Um, so, I mean, it's yep, one of those yep. things to where it's like Pistons could be good, but I kind of feel like I've seen this before. <laughs> to where it's right. like I the wanted Griffin? to have faith in the Pistons. Yes, with Andre Drummond. Um, they started off well. I'm well, not talking about the, the whole year to where they started off well, and then it was just like, uh, yeah. like, you know, so. But – like I said, Blake and Devin Booker are putting up huge numbers. If you're making me pick one, I'm picking Blake purely off of the win percentage over Devin Booker. Yeah, no, I like that pick. I, uh, I've i been impressed with the Pistons so far. I mean, obviously, Blake is their guy now. Um, he looks healthy. He looks like he's he's playing his best basketball that we've seen him play, which stands the reason. I mean, he's in the prime of his career. Um, and, right. yeah, I mean, I, I – I definitely expect him to uh, put up big numbers this season. Um, it's just going to be a question as to whether he can stay healthy, which has always been the question with Blake. Um, what, what are your thoughts, Joel? Uh, well, uh, wait, wait, what was the initial question? Because I know you were just talking about uh, Blake Griffin and the Pistons. Well, yeah, I mean, the Pistons in general, but, like, you know, as, as far as, obviously, their their success is tied to Blake. So, the, the Pistons in general. But. Just the Pistons in general? Well, I had I had them going into the playoffs. I had them as the eighth seed. Uh, so, I do – mainly because of them having Blake and Drummond. I like them both. And then, of course, having Dwayne Casey. There was just a lot of positives. I saw with the Pistons where I'm like, I, I believe in them enough and I don't believe in some of the teams below them that I'm like, I think they can make the playoffs. So I'm like, Reggie Jackson has to play well, but I trust Blake and Drummond. And I believe Casey can probably write the ship there. They have their inconsistency at the wing positions is going to be a problem because they have no real consistency. There's no, no standout wing player. They have a lot of question marks. Um, Stanley Johnson hasn't really lived up to his potential thus far. And Reggie Bullock has been more of a journeyman, but he somehow found life with Detroit. So I don't really know. Uh, I I really I do expect them to make the playoffs, but I do, if anything, expect them to make at least maybe one move to strengthen their core so they can make a bigger push um, and make a bigger, uh, more bigger noise in the playoffs. But as of right now, I think even as constructed, they'll probably squeak into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I I picked them at. I want to see seven. I had them as my seventh seed in the East, um, just uh, eking out uh, above Miami. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously they're going to live and die with Blake, and 
But I will say this, uh, as far as, you know, your pick, Juwan, he had five threes against Chicago the other night. Like, if he can if he can keep up a pace, like, he just started shooting threes last season, basically. Um, and he was still very spotty on those threes. And, obviously, he um, – I, I vaguely remember a stat of him being the worst mid-range shooter uh, percentage-wise last season, and he, he takes he, he took a lot of mid-range shots last year. Um, so if if he can figure out a way to not take mid-range shots, take threes and hit threes, and then his other shots, you know, use his athleticism um, and strength, uh, you know, under the rim. Uh, and above the rim, like he, he man, he he can be a lot of fun to watch, and it'll at least be. I I really want the Pistons to to be good, um, simply because they're one of the few teams out there, especially now after uh, Cousins isn't on New Orleans anymore. It kind of has still has that traditional like power forward center combo, um, like two really good bigs. Uh, that they're going to play um, on the floor at the same time. And that's just fun to watch, man. It's fun that there are still a few teams out there, despite what all the metrics say, um, that want to play that way. And, uh, and you know, I mean, I, I obviously um, a little biased because, you know, obviously I grew up watching the early 2000s basketball um, when, you know, pretty much every team was like that pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um AI shout out. Um but uh but yeah like I um man my favorite player to this day still. Um but uh but yeah oh and by the way he's already got 22 points tonight in 16 minutes. So um yeah he's uh he's balling and uh he's he's I mean I just I just hope he can stay healthy. I'm crossing my fingers. Um but uh Let's move on to our most impressive rookies. Now, of course, I requested to go first for this one, and y'all probably mm-hmm. already know why, because mm-hmm. I'm going to give a shout-out to my dude, my dude, Trey Young, man. Trey Young uh, damn balled out the other night. Um, now, I wasn't sure extremely did, happy. Sure did. Yeah, I wasn't extremely happy that we got the win over Cleveland because we kind of need them to, like, not be one of the ten worst teams in the league so we can get their draft pick. Um, but nevertheless, dude, Trey has looked pretty damn good. Um, he, I mean, obviously his shooting percentage is, is going to be up and down throughout the season. Um, he's going to have games where he's ice cold. Um, but he hadn't really had a game like that yet. Um, now, his first two games, he wasn't, like, anywhere close to on fire. Um, but he still had uh, 14 and 20, respectively. Um, he's averaging 8.3 assists. Uh, he's, I, I want to say, third. Um, as of earlier today, he was third in total assists uh, throughout the league. And, like, or maybe fourth. He was third or fourth, somewhere in there. He was top five. I get that much I know. Um, and the other night against Cleveland, in 38 minutes, he shot 56% from the field, 
100% from the free throw strike, nailed six threes, 35 points, two boards, 11 assists, a steal, and only one turnover. Um, man, he he's looking like he's going to be really, really good. And, you know, I obviously was heartbroken when we traded Doncic. Uh, but, you know, I, I remained optimistic after my initial uh, uh, meltdown. On on air, <laughs> um, and, <laughs> we have uh, that recorded. <laughs> yeah, that that shit's on tape. Y'all can go back and look that up. Anybody uh, who's a new listener, um, yeah, I, I I won't say I lost it. I mean, I I feel like I kind of kept my composure, but I I was really upset. Somewhat. You could tell I was really upset. <laughs> um, oh but, uh, man, that was funny. That was well, funny. the funny thing is, is not only was I upset then. But that almost pales in into comparison as to how upset I was that uh, the Hawks didn't get the number two overall pick when we were covering the lottery. <laughs> like I got really upset then because I was like, "Oh, we're not gonna get Doncic now." Um, and then oh, of course, you know, that's so funny. Uh, yeah, but of course, like Kings are gonna Kings. Like <laughs> we all know how that goes. That's for sure. <laughs> Yep. When 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 faced with an elite wing player and a big, who are the Kings gonna take? They're gonna take the big. <laughs> it always happens that way. Um but uh but nevertheless, like yeah, Trey's been he's played great so far. I really obviously um it's gonna be really interesting to watch them play tomorrow night because they play Dallas. Um it will be the home opener for the Hawks. Uh, so you'll get to see not really these two players square off against each other because they don't really play the same position. Uh, but you're going to see Trey have to um, have to guard an explosive point guard um, in uh, in um, uh, Dennis Smith Jr. and uh, so like somebody who's going to be one of his peers going forward uh, as far as the position. And uh, you're you're gonna see uh, essentially what he puts up as far as numbers versus Doncic. Uh, so it's gonna be really interesting. That's gonna be uh, a big game. Uh, Atlanta Hawks Nation uh, page is is gonna be uh, rife with um, all kinds of uh, analysis from every uh, armchair expert. <laughs> um, with that. Because believe you me, there are a lot of Trey Young haters out there uh, uh, in Atlanta, uh, which is uh, yeah, and I I don't get it, man. Like I get not not liking the trade, but like the really weird thing is that like I don't remember that many people being outspoken like we should take Luka Doncic. Like all I heard was fucking Marvin Bagley, Marvin Bagley, Marvin Bagley, and I was like, oh my fucking god. Um, you got John, but Collins. nevertheless, Jesus Christ. Yes. That's what I said, um, but uh, but nevertheless, yes, my pick is Trey Young. Been balling out, um, especially his last game, uh, and um, only one of four players to uh, to um, uh, shoot uh, score thirty five points, thirty five plus points, and have uh, record ten plus assists uh, in uh, his rookie season. Um, the others being Steph, or in the last, uh, I want to say ten seasons. The others being, uh, or 15 seasons, excuse me. The others being uh, Steph Curry, uh, LeBron James, and James Harden, I believe, was the other guy. No, Allen Iverson. It was Allen Iverson. Um, so it had to have been more than 15 seasons. 
whatever. Uh, take the stat for what it's worth. He, he's somebody looked up a stat to group him in company with those fucking guys, and I'm trying to reiterate that. <laughs> it's pretty much what I'm getting at. Uh, but yeah, dude, dude looks like he's he's gonna be pretty good. So uh, very very happy about that for uh, my Hawks. Uh, Joel, your thoughts on on Trey's start to the season? No, I've been impressed, absolutely impressed. Uh, even against in his first game, uh, where we uh, destroyed them, but uh, he still impressed me during <laughs> that game. Um, it was just a great. I think he's a good player. I never had issues with him. Uh, I understood your your pain <laughs> for 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 wanting because uh, I understood where you're coming from. So I, I get where your pain was coming from. But I always felt that Trey Young was going to be good. Um, maybe he would have been Steph Curry light. And he just shows that he has the range. He has a, He's a natural passer. He has good court vision. Only issue you're going to have with him forever is that he's small. He's just small, and he's going to have issues defensively. It's because yeah. he's small. It's just natural. It's just going to be something he's not going to be able to avoid because he's just – and he's not just small. He's, like, real thin, too. So it's just going to be yeah, he's going to have to bulk up. You can't do anything about yeah. your height, but you can get bigger. Right. Um, like you're never exactly. you're never going to be like a like a CP3 or a Kyle Lowry like size. Um, right. But you know, Stocky. I mean, he can. <laughs> right. Like, but he can he can definitely bulk up. Uh, you know, a, a, a fair amount. Um, yeah, and, and just get get you know his 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 add you know 15 pounds of muscle. Um, and right. just get a little bit bigger. Um, you know who I would point out, obviously, is a lot taller, um, but uh, a guy like Victor Oladipo, you know, when, when he was mm-hmm. in OKC and started playing with Russ and started training with Russ, you know, he came out that next season, you know, essentially the first season that he played um, for Indiana and just was, like, ripped. And it was like, damn, like, that dude – fucking worked on his body all season. And Trey Young's definitely going to have to do that. Um, and that's the kind of thing you really have to do in the off season because you can't go through that kind of um, rigorous uh, uh, physical activity when you're going through a season. Um, but I'm hoping, like, this off season he's going to, like, bulk up. But, yeah, that, that will be the concern. Um, but I will say this. At the very least, it seems like the effort is there. And so, like – Mm-hmm. That to me means so much more um, than ability, if you will. I mean, obviously that's important, um, but you know, there's certain guys like, um, like I mean, obviously off the top of my head, James Harden comes to mind, where it's just like the effort's not there um, defensively, um, and uh, it, it, it doesn't seem like that's the case with Young. Yeah, uh, and you know what, his game is not predicated on athleticism, so. It it works for the future, so he just got to work on little things like physicality in terms of his physical, his body, uh, and everything else is just going to come to him being uh, naturally through through time, you know, because he has the skill. Just a matter of just repetition, and he'll be fine. Trading's going to be a good player. Yeah, yeah, I I, I definitely think so. Um, and it's funny, like I you know I try I I kind of said this when we broke down um, you know the Hawks off season. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, I think it, it, the Hawks don't need Trey Young to be better than Luka Doncic. What the Hawks need is Trey Young to be 
a really, really good starting point guard, an all-star caliber starting point guard, um, and they need to make mm-hmm. the best out of the pick that they're going to get. Like, it, an NBA team is not one player. If, if Trey Young turns out to be all-star caliber point guard and is on our team for the next 10 seasons or what have you, plus seasons, mm-hmm. uh, and then we can, you know, get another asset that we can pair um, along with our pick next season, um, and Torian Prince, Torian Prince looks like he um, is is you know kind of primed and ready uh, to like kind of make a splash. Man, he's really good. He's just he, he really is. Pain is. In the ass um, in that game. I'm telling you right now. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, and and he was a little frustrating because you could see the rust um, in mm. his passing. Um, he had a, he had a, a few too many turnovers in that game, um, but he's calmed down a little bit in the in the two more recent games. Um, but he's he's our at, at this point in time. I, I think Trey is going to be at uh, by the end of the season. But as of right now, he he's our best scorer and and by far like our most most clutch scorer. Um, and I I mean I think he's just gonna he's gonna be a really good player, man. Um, he already is a really good player, but I think he's gonna be. Um, certainly a piece that I hope we keep um, long-term because, he, I mean, he looks really good. Uh, but anyway, uh, Juwan, uh, what are your thoughts on Trey's start to the season? You may have Juwan? Is he there? Damn it. Juwan, yeah, he may, son of a yeah, bitch. He may have felt. Yeah, nah, he, he may have felt. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah um, he, uh, he, he messaged me. I, th- I thought he would chime in before he bounced, but I guess uh, he got too noisy on his end. Uh, that's what he it's was all good. Of it. So, so. It's all good. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, your turn then. Uh, I'm just going to go with the rookie because I've been keeping track. Uh, I think there's probably, if my estimation is correct, but I obviously I did my math wrong because <laughs> when you bring up Trey Young, I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't count for Trey Young. I was the Dodgers. That was really stupid of me. But I, really, I think as of right now, there's only three rookies that are starting in the league at the moment uh, in starting rotations. Uh, there's like probably 10 uh, rookies in rotations in general. I've been trying to keep track, my friend. I've been trying to keep track. Um, and... <laughs> Sounds like it. Well, I know Trey and Luca, <laughs> they're both starting. Uh, they're definitely is starting. starting? About... Wendell Carter. Wendell Carter is starting. Uh, no, Badger's They're starting, starting him above Lopez? Moment. I haven't even watched uh, yeah. the whole game. Yeah, Damn. he's starting Wendell Carter at the moment over, over Lopez. Aiton's got to be um, starting, right? Aiton's starting. Oh, yeah, Aiton. Yeah, Aiton is starting, so that's four right there. So, yeah. There's uh, four, four rookies at the moment, I think, that are starting. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. But so, and then, hey, you can't go wrong with Aiden. But I'm going to go with a biased yeah. choice. I'm very impressed with Alonzo Trier <laughs> coming off the bench. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's been, he has been, uh, he's been very impressive uh, for for the Knicks uh, coming off the bench. He's been, has taken, taken a role as the, the primary ball handler off the bench for a bench yeah. that doesn't have one. <laughs> we don't really have a key ball handler off the bench. Alonzo's taken a lot. Iso Zoe has taken a lot of that brunt, uh, handling the ball for the bench uh, for that second unit, and he's done a hell of a job. Um, he's um, also one of the main scorers off the bench. He's just had a really good season, um, and it's crazy. A, a guy that went undrafted is, is just playing as well as he is and playing like a vet already, and I have to give him a lot of credit for showing the – the, that he, he could hang in this league, man. I, I've just been so impressed with that kid. And I, I just sucked because I know Kevin Knox um, got hurt 
You know, he just twisted his ankle, and he, and he had a better – like, he had a rough preseason, but he was starting to find himself in the first two games, and he twisted his ankle against Boston. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> he was just finding himself, and then he goes uh, – and then he gets hurt. But um, I'm, I have no worries. Knox will be back, and he'll find – I really believe by the end of the year, Knox will probably be starting – uh, um, and he'll be in the starting lineup. And um, but you know, Lonzo Trier, man, uh, that kid. I think he's on some weird contract right now where he's not a full, officially completely signed as as a full time guy yet. I think they're still waiting that out. But he's definitely getting a spot on the squad. And I, I don't think he's uh, to the point where I don't even think he's gonna play some G League games. He's gonna he's a key part of the rotation. I don't see him losing that spot. So I've been really impressed with Alonzo Trier so far. A guy that no one had on their draft board. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I, I did have him on my board. Um, on oh, your board. Okay. I want uh, – yeah, I want uh, – but I want – I mean, I think he was outside of the top 60, though. I think I think he was – he was hovering – I feel like he was hovering right around 60. Um, like, he was, he was one of those guys – Borderline. Uh, borderline was going to get drafted. Yeah. Um, but I had no doubt that he would be a G leaguer. Like, I mean, a, a successful G leaguer and make an NBA team. I just didn't think it would be this quick. Um, and it, and it has been really impressive. And by the way, I like that you picked him, uh, if for no other reason than like it, what impresses, uh, anybody, um, like it, it doesn't necessarily have to be the best rookie. Um, but like, the fact that he's been able to do what he's been able to do on that team, uh, given where his, where his, you know, um, position was as far as being undrafted and all of that. Um, mm-hmm. that's really fucking impressive. Like, yes, that stands out. Um, so yeah, I like that pig, man. Um, that's, uh, that's definitely one. Um, I, 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 I feel like a guy. Lineups, man. <laughs> um, definitely, definitely a guy that you're gonna have to keep an eye out for, and I and I'm hoping that he gets some more minutes. Um, maybe y'all can find a a, a trade for Courtney Lee out there, and and then yeah, um, you know, plug uh, plug Trier in there. I'm not even worried minutes, about Courtney Lee coming in and taking his spot, and that's how confident I am. I'm that confident in Orlando uh-huh. Trier. I really am. Because, look, I was just telling you, there's nobody off the bench that can handle the ball. Moody right now is hurt. So, while right. he's hurt, there's no primary ball handler. So, he's the primary ball handler off the bench. Uh, while, you know, because in the starting lineup, you still have uh, Trey Burke and, and, and Frank can handle right. it a little bit. And so can Tim. But they're starting. So, when they're on the bench, like, the bench really – Ron Baker's not really a ball handler. And so, he's really the primary ball handler uh, off the bench. Yeah. He has a role, you know. He has a role. Yeah, he's carved himself out a little niche, and and uh, and he he doesn't look like he's shy about the moment. I I mean, I certainly oh, remember uh, he hit that big shot against Atlanta and was just like, yeah, this is I'm here. Uh, or was it a dunk? Was it a dunk? It was a dunk. I think it was a, it was a dunk. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it was a dunk. Yeah. And it was just like the, the whole fucking bitch stood up and was like, damn, like, and he was like, yeah, like I'm here. Um, so, uh, so yeah, like he, he's definitely been impressive, uh, to this point. Um, so we got to move on, uh, to our, uh, disappointment, uh, teams, players, rookies, uh, those that have disappointed us. But before we get to that, speaking of Mm. disappointments, uh, Mm. guys, 
do you have trouble getting in the mood or perhaps just with stamina? Don't be disappointing to your woman. You don't want to do that. Uh, so do yourself a favor. If you are having trouble, try Blue Chew, the new revolutionary way to reinvigorate your sex life. These chewables made from the same ingredients as the leading ED pills will be shipped directly to your door, no doctor's appointments, no lines, and most importantly, no more awkwardness. And because they're chewable, they work way faster, up to twice as fast, and make it all the more easy to take just what you need. Um, I uh, have very much enjoyed the product uh, since I ordered it. Uh, it. It has been... Um, uh, such such a great thing to like increase my stamina uh and and just be able to pleasure uh my girl it's it's been super awesome uh Joel what did you think of the product so far so good Nick I have to say I am uh, where out and where to go at all times these days and uh who knows where I'll be next week as I may go for a second child on this blue chew <laughs> nice Awesome. So if you want to uh, get a, a, a free trial, go to BlueChew.com and enter the promo code GVN. That's BlueChew.com, blue as in the color. Uh, you and your partner deserve the best. Let BlueChew help you get there. Uh, so let's move, move back into our uh, segment, uh, Disappointing Teams, Players, Rookies, I'm going to give you uh, first up on the disappointing team, most disappointing team so far this season. I will say the most disappointing team thus far, and I don't think it's going to last, it's probably the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. Uh, I've been I've been surprised. Uh, how, I mean, they've had their ups and downs, but for the most part, they can't seem to, like, get over their little hump. And I think they will. I'm not worried by any standards, but as of right now, they've kind of been a little bit disappointing. You think uh, they have LeBron James, you think they do just a little bit better. Uh, they're missing some lengths in there for me. I mean, they, they can use another big, aside from JaVale McGee, in my opinion. But, you know, uh, yeah. I'm not, like I said, I'm not worried about them. I think long-term they're going to be fine. They'll probably make the playoffs regardless. But to start the season, I'm 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 going gonna, I'm gonna to say I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of the the obvious choice, I feel like. Um, right. You know, but, I mean, obviously, I mean, you didn't expect them to start the season 0-3. Um, right. It, it, it has been very disappointing. And, you know, I mean, I, I like you, I don't think it's necessarily going to continue. Um, but yeah. starting off the season like that is, is rough. And now you got Ingram and Rondo out for three and four games respectively. And, you know, like, especially, too, like with Braun missing those two free throws at the end of the the game, uh, either last night or the night before. Um, it was last night. And then – Disappointing. Yeah, and then and then missing the game winner. Like, yeah, like I was – I was um, I, I won't say it was, like, shocking because um, he's never been, like, a great free-throw shooter. Um, but for him to no. miss two in a row like that, I mean, he's he's never yeah. been a great free-throw shooter, but he's usually, like, That's his Achilles heel. clutch. Yeah, heel. I mean, it really is. It's, I, it, to me, I feel like that's the biggest argument for Jordan 
against Braun is like Jordan's like ten percent better from the free throw strike than uh than LeBron is career. Um but uh but yeah, I mean still like nevertheless like very surprising. Um I, I mean I, I agree with you on the Lakers, but uh if I had to pick a second team, uh, I'm not gonna pick the Thunder just because they haven't had Russ yet. Um yeah, like, obviously Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and like Dennis just hasn't looked that good, um, and that's honestly not surprising for me. <laughs> um, I uh, I think Dennis has a lot of potential, um, and I just don't know if he'll ever like really get to where his potential is, unfortunately. Um, so, but no, I'm gonna go with the Cavs, man. I mean, I obviously. They lost LeBron, and so mm-hmm. it's not like anybody was really expecting them to be um, to be great. World beaters, um, obviously. <laughs> but like, dude, they started the season zero and three. I mean, that's really disappointing. Um, it, it, losing to Toronto, like, okay, that's acceptable. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Even losing to Minnesota, uh, you know. Somewhat, not the, <laughs> somewhat, somewhat acceptable. Losing to Atlanta by twenty-two points at home, like, oh my right. god, that's dude! Like, I know Trey went off, and like that's gonna happen. Um, but you know, the other thing too, Kevin Love has not looked very good. Um, yeah, like he he hasn't been terrible, and he did he he has did record. Um, had average 18 rebounds in the last two games. So that's that's yeah. something that's promising. But he has not shot the ball well this season. Um, the off- offense, they're obviously trying to work out how they're going to run the offense through him, which is makes sense. I mean, that's the obvious thing. Yeah, <laughs> take some adjustments. Yeah, it does. But in the last two games, he shot 31.6% in both of those games. And in the first game, he shot 27.8% from the field. Like, nice. that's rough. That's real rough. Um, it's going to – he's going to have to step up his play. You just – just like, hit, hit your shots, basically. And we're starting to see, like, how effective is he going to be shooting more contested shots. Is this going to be something that he works out throughout the season – um, are they going to work out how to move the ball around um, without having LeBron on that team? Um, but there's going to be a lot of things that they're going to have to work on. Now, they got Brooklyn coming up tomorrow. If they lose against Brooklyn, that's going to be really, really disappointing because they got Detroit and then Indiana after that. They could be looking at 0-6 coming back to uh, or playing Atlanta again, rather, coming to uh, – no, I'm sorry, Atlanta, th- that'll be a home game. So having Atlanta come back in uh, to Quicken Loans Arena. And then you got Denver after that. Like, it it, it, it's, it, it could get really ugly really quickly for the Cavs. And if it does, um, you, you, like, you got to trade Kevin Love. I mean, at the, if, at the very least, now you have him signed on long term, uh, so I feel like at the very least that helps teams like realize like how to plan for how you're going to keep him. Um, I think there's 
a handful of teams out there who would really probably like to have Kevin uh, Kevin Love. Um, the Suns come to mind. Um, the Blazers come to mind. Um, uh, perhaps uh, the Miami Heat uh, could use a guy like Kevin Love. Um, there's a few teams they need out there. a healthy there. body. That's what they need. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Um, but, I mean, there's, there's a few teams out there who I think could use a guy like Kevin Love. Um, like, you know, essentially teams trying to bolster their roster and just be, you know, a slightly better uh, a better team uh, e- either to make the playoffs or maybe to make it out of the first round. You're not going to have any, like, I don't think you're going to have any championship contenders trying to, you know, trade for Kevin Love. Um, but there are some teams out there who could use him. Uh, I... I, I don't like where Cleveland's going, but uh, but we'll see. We'll see if they can turn it around. Um, I, like I, I think I had them as the 19th overall team in the league, uh, or mm-hmm. no? I, actually, I want to say I had them at 21st, um, but because the West is so much more stacked, um, in the, I had them at ninth uh, in the East. Yeah, uh, I had not look as well. Yeah, it's not looking like that. That I, as of now, I feel like Charlotte's going to be better than them. Um, I feel like Orlando might be Charlotte better than them. Does look better um, at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, but we'll see how it all plays out. Uh, all right, most disappointing player thus far this season. Ooh, ooh. Can I say something on the Cavs before we move on to that? Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> all right. Look. Um, the Cavs thus far have have played without. They've been hurt. I'm not gonna look. So I'm, I understand where you're coming from. I don't know what the fuck is going on with J.R. Smith. I don't know if he's hurt. Um, I think he's dealing with an injury. He hasn't really played since the season started. Uh, no. I don't know what they're doing with Kyle Korver. I don't know if he's healthy scratches or he's hurt either. They haven't really played Kyle Korver, and those are two vets. Uh, I've been impressed with Fetty Osman so far. I think he's gonna be a decent player. Um. They just got Larry Nance back the other day. So, I mean, they're dealing with a couple injuries. So, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. But as of right now, I agree with you. I think they have been disappointing. I expect more from a team that should at least compete for the eighth spot in the East. Um, But Yeah, especially after Tristan came out and was like, we're still the Eastern Conference (laughs) champions. Think you've got to roll through us. Like, all right, bro. We'll have to do something then. Like, yeah, you so, ain't hurt. Go out and fucking get a double-double, motherfucker. <laughs> this is absolutely true. I mean, they should do better. I mean, I, I agree with you. They should be a better squad right now. So, I, I can't argue with that. But I do want to say they have been hurt. So, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, but that that's all I got to say on the cast. I just wanted to throw that out there. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt to start the season. Because I they've been injured. So I expect I do I want to see more from them down the line, but you know just th- just throwing that out there. Anyway, you're saying uh, most disappointing player thus far, right? Yes, yes. All right, Oof. all right. So the most disappointing player for me thus far, uh, I was gonna say uh, Kyrie, <laughs> but um, but he had a really good game the last game. Uh, he kind of he's like, oh, he's back. He's rusty. He's just rusty. I think that's the problem with Kyrie was just rusty. Gordon here, they're just coming off their injuries. 
I'm not worried about them, but I was expecting more right off the gate. I thought they would come back stronger than they, than they have. Uh, but, you know, Kyrie is back. Boston has kind of struggled a little bit the last couple of games, but I'm not going to harp on that because, again, that's another team I'm not super worried about. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't have anybody else on my list. As, as Like, if I had – I mean, no one major. Like, there are certain guys that, to me, have not, like, stepped up since being starters. Like, they brought back Avery Bradley on the Clippers, and he hasn't really done shit in that starting lineup. He's just there. And I'm like, why are you there? Same thing with Gortat. He's there. He's just getting outplayed by Montrez Harrell and them. So I, if I had to name those two guys have been starters, and I'm like, why are you guys even starting? Like, why are you there? <laughs> like, um, if you're not going to do anything. And I, I, I'll give you – so maybe I'll throw them in there as disappointing players for me thus far. But that's a, they're so minimal. But I, those guys stood out to me for some reason as guys that, that are starting that they should be doing more. But, you know, I guess that I guess those are my choices. <laughs> yeah, I mean – I I would totally like Kyrie would probably be my first pick, um, you know, just just because I picked him to be MVP stupidly. Right. <laughs> Double season. Kidding. I'm trying to be flashy. I'm trying you. to He's pick somebody. Too. Yeah, <laughs> and that's and that's ultimately what it looks like. Um, is that it's, it's just kind of rust. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick somebody um, that's you know just a little more outside the box than that. I'm gonna go with Oladipo, um, and he hasn't looked terrible. Like he hasn't looked bad, um, right? But his his 21.5 points in his four games, um, six rebounds, three assists. Not bad numbers. I mean, not bad at all. Um, but mm-hmm. he hasn't shot the ball that well, um, especially the last game. Uh, he shot 34. Uh, percent And and his free throw numbers have been really bad. Like he's only shot the like 50% from the free throw line this season. Um, so, like, uh, I I guess I just kind of expected, like, after last season, I expected him to, you know, come out just really balling out to start this season. Right. And like I said, he hadn't been bad. It's, it, it's really hard to, like, just go out and pick somebody who you think has just been bad this season. Um, we're so right. early in it. But it is. Um, I mean, like, like, like you said. Uh, but I, I mean, he's just kind of disappointed me a little bit. Um, and they're they're two and two. Um, I feel like they probably that lost to Milwaukee. Milwaukee earned that win, um, but they they lost by ten to Minnesota. Um, that at the very least should have been a more competitive game. Um, but they did beat the teams they were supposed to beat: Brooklyn and Memphis. Um, but they have mm-hmm. San Antonio coming up tomorrow. I'm going to be really interested to see uh, Oladipo square off against DeRozan um, because those were two guys who were vying for um, uh, all NBA teams last year. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they both ultimately made it. Um, but, you know, I think we all were contemplating which one of those guys made – second and which one of those guys made third all NBA like I mean we there was a lot of jostling between those two guys so they're like on par uh with one another and um I just think it'll be interesting to see uh those two guys square off against each other um and see you know who who kind of uh comes out on top in that one um but yeah just just slightly disappointed I I 
definitely think Oladipo is going to pick it up. I'm not. I'm not worried about him. Uh, just as you said with Kyrie. Oh. Um, but just as right. far as the first couple, first few games of the season, I, I was just a little disappointed. Yeah. Uh, I can give right. you like a list uh, of lower tier names, but like yeah, we'll be here all day. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, all right, most disappointing rookie. Um, a guy you thought was going to come out and and play well and just just hadn't quite lived up to that hype. Uh, maybe maybe not to you, but I think to me, Marvin Bagley has lived up to the success. I think he's going to be fine. I just thought I expected <laughs> him to win out that starting spot, but he's got like Behalitsa is the starting power forward for the Kings at the moment. So yeah, right. I'm a little disappointed that Marvin Bagley couldn't beat out Behalitsa. So. Excuse me if I'm just a little bit disappointed in you. I think you could be better. I think you, you are going to be better. Just, just to start off, well, yeah, I mean, I think, he, I just, he a, was I'm, the second overall pick. Like you, you, you exactly. would hope that guy's going to be really good. And he was starting all of preseason, and then all of a sudden they benched him to start the season. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Like, why was he? <laughs> I'm like, whatever. Okay. Um, so yeah, well, you know what? So far, we did say. I believe both of us did say Bielitz's ass better be starting for what he's fucking that's, just got paid. So. <laughs> this is true. This is very true. Maybe that's the the reasoning behind it. And I maybe I'm, I didn't think about that. That's a very good point. So yeah, he is the starting power forward. He's earning that money. He hasn't he has been playing pretty decent stuff. So I'm not gonna hate on but Bielitsa too much. No, he has, he has. Marvin Bagley. I expect him to to beat out uh, Mr. Bielitsa by the end of that season. He, he should be starting at the end of it. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately, if I'm the Kings, uh, I, I, my goal is by midseason and throughout the rest of the season, I want my my starting power forward and center combo to be Bagley and Giles. Like that would be um, just. They're, I mean, they're both athletic. Um, obviously, Giles, you know, ton of fucking potential. Um, I, I mean, he just. He's dealt with a lot of injuries throughout uh, his um, the infancy stage of his career, and yeah. you know, I mean, he, he's <laughs> he, yeah, and and you know, I mean, obviously, he didn't get a lot of run at Duke um, because of that, um, but I mean, he was one of the top prospects coming out of coming out <laughs> of high school was a McDonald's All American, and you know, I mean, I just think it, he looked really good. Um, in uh, in summer league, and you know, I I think that those are the two guys that I want. Like I don't, I don't really want to invest money into Willie Cauley Stein. Um, it, it, it being that I have all of these other options that look like they have higher ceilings. Um, mm-hmm. I think at this point, you kind of know what you're going to get with Cauley Stein. Um, and it's not what you wanted when you drafted him at what number seven overall, number five overall, something like that. I mean, it was pretty high pick. Right. Um, so it's kind of the same thing like Ben McLemore, man. Like I, I think Cauley Stein is um, better player than Ben McLemore. Don't get me wrong, but like you know, I mean, the Kings basically wrote out that contract, and then you know when it was time to re-sign him, they were like, yeah, no, not really. <laughs> um, ben McLemore. So I mean. <laughs> I mean, I think you can see a similar thing uh, pan out with Collie Stein. Uh, but, uh, but anyway. Um, oh, a bit more effective, I, though, than Ben McLemore. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying you, you have you, – I mean, 
but you you have Giles, you have Bagley, you have Bealitz. Yeah, long term. Um, you yeah, have Galabia. Um, right. Like I, I, just, I, I like, I like all of those guys more than I like Holly Stein. Honestly, you sure? I, don't know. I like Holly Stein more than Labissier. I, I get it. With okay. the Kings, especially, I, I think Holly Stein will definitely have a place in the league somewhere, even if it's not with Sacramento. Oh, I think yeah, he'll be yeah, a steady yeah, yeah. center somewhere. No, I mean, I, I totally agree with you there. I'm just saying, I don't know. It, it, like, it could be like an Alex Lynn situation, like. Yeah, you know Alex Lynn was a player who's definitely going to have a spot in the league somewhere, but it wasn't with the Suns. Um, and I could see uh, Cauley Stein kind of playing out like that. And no one's going to give you anything to get Cauley Stein. Like, so you, I mean, you're 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 just kind of trapped in the position of, well, do we re-sign him? How much? If we do, how much money do we pay him? You know, all all those various questions. I mean, we'll see. Um, but you know, I mean, if there is one team that loves to have seven bigs on their roster, uh, it, it is the Kings. So, um, you know, so, I mean, maybe maybe they resign him just so they can keep the quota. Um, but, uh, but anyway, my, uh, my pick for disappointment, uh, disappointing rookie, Colin Sexton, man. Sexton, Ooh, like I knew that was coming though. I kind of felt it coming. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, yeah, damn right it was coming. Um, he, he had a good game against. He had a good game against Minnesota. Um, shot sixty six percent from the field. Had fourteen points, right. uh, two boards, one assist. He he's not a good passer. He's your point guard, and he's not a good passer. Like he, he's he's got three assists all fucking season. <laughs> Um, and I know he's I know he's playing limited minutes, like, and he's a score first yeah. point guard. He's always been a score first point guard. Um, when he played in high school, like he he averaged like two assists um, throughout like his whole senior season. Um, but I you know part of me just kind of was like, well, he is an elite scorer, and he's probably playing with a bunch of guys who are not up to his level, so he's trying to take over games. Um, but it, I mean, it really. He, he, I just don't think he's. I don't think he cares about passing the ball. Like, and that's not what you really want ultimately in your point guard. Like, don't get me wrong. You want him to be able to score, but you want him to be able to pass the ball too. Um, that concerns me a little bit. Um, you know, his quote unquote uh, defensive tenacity and all that. That um, uh, you know, apparently um, some people saw that he had and, and Trey didn't. Um, he's got no steals and no blocks uh, throughout this mm. season. Um, he's averaging two turnovers a game um, and all in, in a, just a little over 20 minutes a game. Um, I hadn't shot the ball particularly well. Um, like, I just feel like a very lackluster start for him. Um, I, first of all, he's not the mold of a point guard that I particularly like, uh, but just in general, like if through, you know, first three games, I like by no means am I ready to hit the panic button. I think we've, we've said that enough times now with all of these. Um, but you know, I mean, that's, that's just very disappointing, um, uh, especially considering he was, um, universally considered one of the three best point guards coming out of this, this um, draft and widely considered the second best point guard coming out of this draft and some had him as the first best. 
Um, so, you know, given all True. of those, uh, some are picking them you know, for rookie of the year. So yeah, there's a lot of yeah, hope, uh, a lot of a lot of somebody <laughs> did do that, didn't they? Yeah, some some I, people, I some. I don't remember who that was. Well, um, I don't name names. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't either, but I can just say Luke. Uh, is going to be the rookie of the year. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, that was good. Uh, but anyway, uh, what are, what are your thoughts on Sexton uh, so far this season? So far this season, uh, he's been quiet. Just more quiet, quiet. than I like. That's, I that's a good he, way to put it. He is. He hasn't really made a lot of noise. He's been there. He's just he's there. Um, and I expect more from him because I actually expected him to start over George Hill. But I understand why he's not, because they want to make a playoff push. George Hill's the vet. Uh, so I, I understand. I, I totally understand when a vet gets the nod over a rookie. I totally understand that. So you'll never hear me complain. Um, but Yeah, well, how'd that go he, for he, Sacramento he, last year? That's a good point. But, you know, they have to do it together. Sacramento's a different beast. <laughs> um, That's very true. Colin Sexton... Uh, should definitely outplay George Hill long-term. I mean, honestly, George Hill is actually playing okay this year so far uh, offensively, whereas last year he, was, he struggled mightily. Um, but I, I, Sexton has to play well, really well, if the, if the Cavs expect to make that 16, in my opinion. Because uh, you know, he's the young bull, remember? He's, that, that, he's supposed to be that guy. Uh, right. He ha- he has to step it up. He really does, and um, I think he will. It's just gonna, maybe it's just maybe the game is a lot faster faster than he was expecting, and it's just, he's not just not adapting it. It's still early. It's hard to like talk shit about any of these guys because a lot of these guys are still just adapting to the to, to the speed of the game, and like like especially a guy like like a point guard, it's just different for them. So um, I don't want to hate on him too hard, but I do understand that uh, he, he does he does kind of got to step it up. He just got to step it up, especially in that last look. That game against the Hawks that was just a really bad game for him. <laughs> so, yeah, especially when you got to go up against a guy that like Trey Young, who you were compared to. They were like saying, you know, it's some there was a lot of comparisons thrown around, and Trey Young shit yeah. on him pretty bad. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that and. Um... There was a lot of talk after that Alabama Oklahoma game about how much True. better Sexton was, and right. the stats don't really don't really say that. Now that the optics did, because Colin did mm-hmm. like make it a point to like go head to head against Trey, um, so the right. optics definitely favored him in that game. Um, but the stats didn't really line up, uh, and in like in this game, um, you know, obviously. Trey took over the game for his team, and and Collins sure is nowhere to be found. Uh, and and yeah. also, I it, you, you just have to keep in mind, uh, Trey Young played on a team in the Oklahoma Sooners that didn't have another top one hundred prospect on that team. So like all of the all of the talk about like uh, how how did he have such a hot start to the season and trail off? Well, they mm-hmm. started double triple teaming him. So, you know, I mean, that's something you can't really get away with in the NBA. So, um, so I think we're, we're seeing some of that, you know, some of that stuff come to fruition. Uh, but anyway, uh, we got about six minutes left. Uh, want to quickly get into this last topic. Um, way too early overreactions. Uh, so just anything you want to throw out, whether 
it be something that you felt like you feel like you're damn certain you've been proven right about so far this season about something you thought something maybe that you're like fuck like I did not see this coming which is what's an overreaction uh, that you uh, are certain of but it's just way too early to be as certain of it as you are that's a great question, uh, Nick. Uh, I try not to overreact to anything. So, like, I, know. I can give you a couple it's things. Tough for yeah, you. it is hard. It's very hard for me because <laughs> I am not one to overreact to most, uh, mostly anything. <laughs> uh, so, like, I can give you a couple things that are easy to overreact to, but I'm taking this, you know, slow approach to. Like the Lakers, like the Rockets, haven't looked good, but I'm not overreacting. I'm not gonna over. I'm not gonna say this or, or make any outlandish saying like, oh, this. But I understand if someone does, like, oh my God, Lakers. Oh, I knew they were gonna suck. No, it's only three games. Relax, it's, it, and, and it'll be okay. Now they both have suspensions <laughs> to deal with, you know. So I'm not. I'm not gonna overreact to the, the two teams. That should be better teams, uh, not playing well to start the season. Um, that would be, and the same thing with the Celtics. You know, they they haven't had the best four games. Uh, they struggled against the Knicks, and they lost twice. And one, one of those games was to Orlando. So, yeah, I'll, again, I'm not overreacting, but it's not a good, it's not a good look. <laughs> so, those are my takes so far. <laughs> I got you. Uh, well, I'm going to give you a genuine overreaction. The Orlando Magic are going to make the NBA playoffs. Uh, that is my <laughs> genuine overreaction. Um, oh, and we've been down this road before. Uh, or at least I have. Uh, I think two years ago I picked them to make the playoffs. It was like this is mm-hmm. like the first year um, that we we uh, um, really did this, and that was only at the tail end of that season that we we started doing right. the shows. Um, and then last year I did not pick them, but they got off to a hot start, and I was like, oh, maybe the Magic are going to do something. But them and Memphis got off to a hot start and fell off the cliff mm-hmm. in like the second or third week. Um, I think Memphis yeah. started like five and one. Um, they were good, but uh, a hot minute. <laughs> yeah, but I really like Jonathan Isaac. I think he's going to be really good if they can find a way for him and Aaron Gordon to like share the floor. Um, Vucevic has looked solid. Uh, Bombas look reasonably good. Um, Augustine, man, he's a backup point guard in, in any like. Uh, like really good team, he would be a backup point guard. But you know, he's of that like Ish Smith level talent. He can be a starting point guard on a fringe playoff team um, if you need him to be. And obviously, they need him to be that. Um, I like. I think they're gonna rue the day that they just up and decided to trade Alfred Payton for you know a bag of chips. Um, right. But. Uh, it obviously wasn't working out with him, so it is what it is. Um, but nevertheless, I think uh, Augustine is going to do just fine for him. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that, that Fournier and, and Simmons can and Ross can all kind of step up. And one of these young guys, whether it's a Wundu uh, in his sophomore campaign or Frazier in his rookie season, like they need one of those young guys to step up and give them – you know, 15 to 20 minutes of solid play a game, um, you know, because that they, they have – that's their biggest weakness uh, other than point guard is just the wing. wing play. Yeah, the yeah. wings. And, and, and Ken Isaac and, like I said, Ken Isaac and Gordon shared the floor together. Um, it, it, 
we'll see. We'll see if they can do it long term throughout the season. Um, but they look good, man. They beat Boston the other night. Um, I was really impressed with that. Uh, Isaac played great, man. He uh, he had he eighteen and twelve. And yeah. uh, made two threes. He looked really good. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So like I, I, I'm, I'm optimistic about this team. I Bro, like them. Three, uh, four teams. I'm four teams. Four guys had double doubles in that game against Boston. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, I, I, uh, I love it. I, 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 I like this young team. I, I hope that they, uh, um, they're able to do something because that they, they would be a, man. Uh, yeah, Shoot. man. Well, and I think I think I think he may be on the on the trading block because they want to get Bamba those minutes. Um, but that would be good for them too. Um, and and he could help out a, a lot of various teams. He could really help out a team like the Lakers. <laughs> um, yeah. So like he maybe could. maybe that that could be in the mix. Uh, but anyway, mm. uh, thank you everybody for joining us tonight. Uh, it was another fun show. Uh, we got uh, uh, Wrestling Geeks Alliance coming up tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Dane's mm-hmm. got a new co-host. Uh, I don't Yay! know the guy's name, um, but a new co-host. Uh, he's got a, a YouTube channel out there. He's been covering wrestling for a long time. Um, so uh, he knows his shit. Uh, and as uh-huh. always, we, we are going to be uh, available Sunday, 8 o'clock, for Geek Vibes Live, and we will see you again next Correct. week for another episode of Full Court Press. Until then, That's peace. Correct. Peace.